0: I'm James Rea, the editor and publisher of theweeklydriver.com and automotive columnist. And my colleague and friend, as always, is Bruce Aldrich. We were just um, talking about Christmas and every Christmas was great. And it's the end of the year for our podcast and the end of the year for the automotive world. And so what better time than just to have an overview of the 2018 uh, year? Uh, Bruce and I were talking about... Um, the oddity in the automotive world of manufacturers um, and publications kind of working hand-in-hand on picking cars of the year. For example, at the LA Auto Show, the 2019 Genesis uh, G70 was the 2019 Car of the Year, but they named it the Car of the Year in the previous November. So, Bruce, let's just kind of talk about that before we go on to the 2018 Car of the Year list at the end of the year. What do you make of this idea that, that cars of the year are, are named cars of the year before the, really the public has a chance to take a look at them?
1: It makes you think marketing's involved a little bit, doesn't it? Yes, it does. J- just a little just bit. Just a little bit. Um, they can get pre-production cars, and, yes. and they, they do get the press do get the cars earlier, but they don't get them all earlier. So right. they're not including all the new cars. Right. So some are left out when they name the car in November for the 2019 cars, they haven't reviewed all of them.
0: No, that's a, that's a mystery to me. And I'm sure somebody from Car and Driver, or Motor Trend, or Kelly Blue Book, or even Consumer Reports would say, hey, we're doing it this way because this is how it works and you don't know what you're talking about. But it sure seems to me that there might be a car that comes out in April that's better than the Genesis G70 that, that no one has reviewed yet or even pre-production. So I don't understand that at all, but it... it I think you made your point well that it's tied into marketing, and it's tied into the uh, manufacturers rely on the magazines and publications, and vice versa.
1: Yeah, it does give you a guide, though. Hey, maybe you never heard it, or the the G70 wasn't on your radar. It it makes you look, right? Yes. So it makes you consider that vehicle, which is, again, marketing.
0: And again, marketing. Now, uh, for kind of, I guess, for lack of a better term, for full disclosure, the cars that we have both been in this year, our cars are, are provided by the manufacturer. And so we, we test cars, uh, because they ma- they're made available. So that's a given some of the publications in particular consumer report, consumer reports, pardon me. They, they purchase all of the cars that they review. So they are, um, objective in, in that regard and consumer reports doesn't have advertising.
1: Yes, we had a guy on from Consumers Report. And it was says, great. It yep, was great. We buy all of our cars uh, unmentioned. The, the day we're going to pick them up, we might mention that it's Consumers Report. Right. But they have no no knowledge that yes. that we're buying them. So uh,
0: 99.9% lack of any influence or any kind of uh, even the thought of influence because, like you said, they don't know right. why the person's buying the car. Nope. So, um it, it, it just dawned on me when I was thinking about the LA Auto Show, and, and I've never seen a bigger banner across um, the whole uh, LA Convention Center that said, you know, Motor Trend Car of the Year, uh, 2019 Genesis G70, which is a fantastic car, and, and everybody thinks that, and it, it, it is. But, you know, it was middle
1: of November. and Was it really Motor Trend, or did you feel yeah. that? The- no, oh, it was. Yeah, yeah that this just seems unconscionable yeah. for a major publication to do that and I'm sure that they paid for that signage paid yes
0: yeah so anyway we have the I've done this now for I think this is my 12th year I've been a a journalist uh, automotive journalist for 15 years but um, 11 years ago and now 12 years ago I decided to do these cars of the year and uh, I printed out for Bruce and I to kind of go through this list alphabetically for Uh, 2018 I think I tested drove about 40 cars this year there's some weeks I was traveling or didn't have a car or whatever but I have a pretty good selection of cars some inexpensive some you know top of the line luxury cars but I think about 40 cars and and I've picked 10 uh, and then I picked an asterisk I'm calling it which uh, was a 2017 model but we'll get to that later well so, let,
1: let's be clear here yep. when you say test this isn't like a one hour test drive no. you get the car for a week sometimes yes. two weeks yes. and you drive them anywhere you want do what you want with the car so these are this is a real thorough test drive if you will
0: except for the guy who's driving it you know you can make I <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing but <laughs> no no you, thanks for making that point No, some of the cars you're right I've driven them to LA and back which is you know 900 miles on a car let's say or a thousand miles and some cars I get for a week, and I've just driven them locally, maybe a hundred or two hundred miles. But you know, going to the grocery store, going on the freeway um, down south a little bit on Interstate Five, and and regular consumer driving. And some of them, you're right, some of them are, you know, driving it from. I always talk about driving them um, I uh, Interstate Five South. You have to go over the Grapevine if you're going to go to L.A. And and just that Grapevine section alone is every car should be test driven on that Grapevine or. Going to the Monterey Peninsula half a dozen times a year, you've got some open roads where the speed limit's 80 miles an hour, and then you've got some windy, curvy two-lane roads that have uh, odd cambers that you go through the Central Valley. So most of the cars, um, I would say, get a good chunk of mileage, and obviously it's just some more than others. So yeah, it's a it's a full test for for a week, not just an hour. You're right.
1: Right. So what what are your biases? My bias. Who's paying? Who's paying you for what?
0: <laughs> well, I think we good. Guy, yeah, you put me on the spot. Uh, I think um, you know through the years, uh, the manufacturers. No one has ever uh, said that um, you know we're providing these re- are these uh, vehicles for a test review, and we'd like to request that you do this or that. No one has ever said that. No one has ever been critical of um, what I've said in terms of uh, being unfair. People have, from time to time, said I disagree with you, or maybe there's a memories there was a slight mistake. I might have said 156 horsepower when it was 165. I. But that's the public. That's complaining, the complaining. Not yes, the Not public. the
1: manufacturers don't get back to you. They don't tell you what to write. They Never. Don't, they don't even. You don't even have to write something. Right. That's, that's correct. Mean, you you could skip five cars if you wanted to. I could,
0: and and uh, sometimes truth be told. Um, uh, some, sometimes the the reviews are very detailed and they go into a half a dozen publications. And sometimes it's a it's a brief mention in a roundup at the end of the year or in a, one of our podcasts. We've sometimes touched on cars, so not every car gets a full review, and and the full reviews can can vary. But um, at least now, uh, since you asked that, which um, the, the the car reviews, um, Bay Area News Group um, say what they are. That's the Contra Costa Times, now called the East Bay Times, and it's the San Jose Mercury, and also the cars now. The reviews go to a company on the East Coast called Moto Matters, and there it's distributed to a variety of uh, publications there. And then I've had my site, the since two thousand four. So there, it, the outlets where the car reviews are going uh, has expanded, and that's that's a good thing. And, um, pretty much my responsibility, uh, when I do a review is just to make sure that the company, uh, that provides the vehicles gets a copy of the review and it goes to the manufacturers and, um, it's a ni- it's a nice relationship, but there's never been any, um, any parameters or any, uh, must do's on the list. They never say you have to say the name 15 times or anything like that. So. Uh, to the manufacturer's credit, they 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 treat you as a professional, and likewise, um, I take them at their face value. That they know that I'm going to write a review, and uh, I know that they they now after these years, they they understand who I am and what I do. So I think it's it's pretty healthy.
1: Very good. So what's your list? Okay,
0: number one, uh, I did an alphabetical order just to reiterate. So. I picked uh, number one, A for Audi, and the Audi, Audi, Audi A5 uh, price as driven was $52,955. And I wrote, it has a sleek exterior with handsome angular lines. It's a coupe with a sports car personality, uh, complementing the smooth, confident, and comfortable ride. Its German engineering personality is apparent in a small in, in small, important touches. So how do you go wrong with an Audi A5?
1: they're nice looking cars yes. confident and comfortable that's a good one that's the way the germans do it yeah that's right there they don't there's no wallow there's no vague steering typically in a yes in a german car there it's about driving it's the there it's the drive it's and and
0: yeah that all german cars pretty much have that reputation you're on the open road and you have a well an audi or a bmw a mercedes they're they're with rare exception, they're just really good quality cars for the open road. And, and I think you can make the case that Audi and, and BMW and uh, Mercedes know what they are, and, and maybe you pay a premium from that for that, but why not? They're they're quality cars.
1: It, yes, there's a premium. And there's some take back, too, on uh, maintenance.
0: That's right. You have to find a good mechanic.
1: Yes. Um, number two is... Uh, The manufacturer
0: that everybody's talking about for for the last few years now, uh, Genesis, uh, we both had the, might as well combine them, the G80 and the G90. The G80 is the midsize sedan. The Genesis G90 is the top of the line. And as we mentioned earlier, the G70 2019 model uh, is car of the year, Motor Trend, and other publications. But the G80 is uh, a 56,225 um, driving the Sport trim defines the second-year brand. Acceleration from 0 to 60 is 5 seconds. It's swift for a midsize sedan. Highway cruising is done in quiet and comfort. Uh, maneuvering through the city traffic is less worrisome with the G9, G80's wealth of warning systems. Janice, people still don't understand. Uh, and it took me a while to figure it out, but now I got it that you know, it was the Hyundai Genesis. Genesis broke off It's its own lineup, like other cars have done, where they're with their top um, elite uh, lineup. Toyota uh, Lexus. Toyota, thank you. Uh, Nissan
1: so, Infinity.
0: Nissan Infinity. So the Genesis is now its own uh, brand, but you still purchase them at Hyundai dealerships for now, and then the the brick and mortar uh, locations will starting this year, I believe, and there'll be uh, quite a few of those. Uh, and then the G90. Uh, since we're talking about the Genesis, you know, it's just a top-line sedan. And I wrote um, the top-line sedan further adds to the new manufacturer's luxury status. It's a smooth operator, confident on the road, with a personality best appreciated on long, stress-free, open-road treks. Road imperfections are absorbed. Exterior noise is non-existent. It's a fantastic car. It's comparable to the big Mercedes-Benz station wagon, uh, big Mercedes sedans. Just Everything about Genesis is great. And I still get, and I think you probably do, from time to time. This last week, I got asked by two friends uh, you know, my wife's car broke down, or we're thinking about a new car. What do you recommend it? And uh, they were looking for different price ranges and so forth. But both people, when I said, you can't go wrong with a Kia or a Hyundai. And of course, now the Genesis is the. The, the the big sister the big brother of its own its own world but still to this day when you say Kia Hyundai or Genesis they still give you that funny look like I'm not gonna buy a South Korean car and you say why not go test drive one
1: yeah they're absolutely. their own deal now they're they're great yeah and they get that uh, crazy good uh,
0: warranty as well that's right the best in the industry uh, Mazda I'm sorry Mitsubishi Kia and Genesis and Hyundai all have the the ten year hundred thousand mile, um, bumper to bumper or powertrain powertrain I think I get it
1: or is it a bumper powertrain bump- yeah powertrain power I, I believe yep. and then five year on on the yeah. rest, something like that yeah. it's way better than the Japanese that's right way than better the Germans
0: okay speaking of Japanese um, doing this list for twelve years now I th- I might have had one year where the Honda Accord isn't on the list. Um, The car that I drove uh, was price point thirty six thousand six ninety, and I wrote the uh, five passenger sedan offers supportive and uh, is supportive and the uh, comfortable seating is spacious. Interior materials are soft and top line. It complements the Accord's tight cornering, adept steering, and overall smooth ride. For the for the price in the for the general public looking for a family sedan, is there anything better than a Honda Accord?
1: Uh, I don't think so. Yeah, you know, you could argue Camry, but
0: you could ar- argue Camry. They're very comparable, but it's just it, it's it's a popular car every year for lots of reasons. It's lasts forever. It's comfortable. It, you know, it just it has a great reason. You could put a Honda Accord on Craigslist now, and it'd be it would be sold by the end of the day if if it wasn't kept in decent shape.
1: People don't want to be sheep, right? They, we don't like sheeples, so they. Yeah. they there's other cars. That people buy other ones. But uh, yeah. if we didn't mind being sheep, that's all they'd sell is Hondas. That's right. Fords. That's right. Great
0: vehicle. Uh, it's been a great vehicle for, what, 40 years now? How, how long is it? A Honda? Like Honda like Did like they that. drop the uh, six in this thing? They,
1: they the did, 2018? and then they brought it back. I think they brought it back. Uh, but I'm not... But anyway, that Turbo yeah, 4, yeah. that new Turbo oh, 4 yeah. is that's, faster than... That's, that's it's great. ridiculous.
0: They did drop the... Um, um, a mutual friend of ours had the uh, Honda Accord V6 Hybrid a while back. And they dropped that, and then there was a demand for it. So they brought back the Hybrid a couple of years ago in the Honda Accord. And it's great. under Underrated uh, hybrid car. Um. Okay, over to Hon- Hyundai, the Ionic. We cu- We cut. We keep wanting to call it the Ironic or the something. But it's iconic. Iconic, but it's the Ionic, and um, uh, it's. I said the unlike the Toyota Prius, the oddly named new machine looks and drives like a, a traditional hatchback. It has svelte exterior st- uh, styling, with a signature Hyundai trapezoidal front grille. The interior is equally well-crafted, with side panel sections meshing well into the door handles and the side audio system speakers. I like this car a lot. It's um, it's a hybrid, as I mentioned, that doesn't really look like a hybrid. It, it's it, got
1: good styling.
0: Good styling. It,
1: uh, it's, it's kind of fun. You know, you're sitting in that thing, and you just feel like you're in a small, you know, like a Civic or something. Yes. But you're getting good gas mileage. Yes. And uh, it's kind of fun, like I said, versus a Prius, which is none of that.
0: Yeah, it doesn't have that uh, obscured back vision uh, that the um, Prius has. Prius has, except for the the Prius V, I think the big one doesn't have that. But every other Prius, that, that horizontal line that cuts their rear vision, it, it's, it's annoying to me. But other people, it doesn't bother. But for me, that kind of bothers me. Um, but I hope this car does well. Um, again, it's a Hyundai, so it's got the great, Warranty, and um, I can't stress enough how Kia and Hyundai are are vastly improved. And I think that the Hyundai, uh, one of the Hyundais, that what's the mid, the midsize one, is now moved into the top ten of sales this, for this year. Anyway, this the nice midsize sedan that Hyundai has is. I it's
1: think, up there with the. Toyota
0: yeah number nine on the on the sales list for, for 2018 In the Accord, huh yeah <laughs> yeah uh, infinity Qx60 we both drove that uh, sixty thousand five hundred dollars uh, I said like all of its siblings the qx60s attractiveness beams the interior leather is high quality with plenty of double stitching uh, there's handsome dark toned wood and impressive craftsmanship sh- throughout the sedan infinity uh, pretty much can't go wrong. Uh they make a good car. We both kind of looked at the car and and kind of said um that it was a little bit uh what did we say? understated or or a little bit bland? What bland, did you say? Yes. Yeah, a little bit bland. But for the price for yeah, the price it's, it's
1: pretty bland. It's like a big refrigerator.
0: Thank you. Good good. are you should be the journalist, Bruce. You should oh, be writing that, the yeah, review. That's you should be writing the Top-notch review.
1: stuff there, yeah. You should
0: be writing the reviews. Um, nonetheless, Infinity. I I don't know of a bad Infinity. They make quality vehicles, and you know it's um it's got a lot of competitors in that price range. Uh, with another car that's going to be on our list here, that's even more expensive. But what are we talking about in the in, in the Infinity lineup? We could get uh, one of the high end Volvos. You could get a Mercedes Benz. Uh, what else is in that? You're going to spend some Audi's, money. Audis. Audis. Your, your Q5. Yeah, you're going to spend some. You're gonna spend some money in that kind of luxury area of that um, that kind of st- style car. So, sixty grand is a lot of money, but in that in that category, they don't come much cheaper than that. When you get right down to it's it, it's got all electronic bells all and whistles. All the electronic ever bells made. and whistles, and it's plush and it's made well. And um, again, I think you probably have to have a good mechanic on on those vehicles. Something's always
1: well. Yeah, There's still the Japanese do better than the Germans. I think. Yeah.
0: Uh, the next one, uh, Lexus GS300, uh, $56,385 as driven. A smooth ride at all speeds. Handling allows the driver to feel like they're making a difference. I mean, you feel part of the car, like you're part of the car when you're driving that. When the car grips the road, it breaks perfectly. Contr- it has a perfect braking system. I love the way that car felt. When you're driving it, when you maneuver, when you change lanes, it, you just feel like you're you're part of the equation, so to speak, on that car.
1: It's a performance uh, Camry, yeah.
0: Right, that's right. Um, okay, Mazda 3, uh, I think it's the least expensive car on the top 10 list for the year. The Weekly Driver Podcast gets support from americantrucks.com. Visit www.americantrucks.com. Uh, $27,730. The Honda Civic, Toyota Corolla, Volkswagen Golf will retain loyal followers. But the 2018 Mazda 3 is stylish, comfortable, and practical. Traits required for a successful compact sedan. And it's a tra- I called it a tradition breaker. So maybe you're always going to get a Honda Civic or a Corolla or a Volkswagen Golf. You look at the Mazda 3 and you think, well, that's a pretty nice little car.
1: Yep, yep. I like Mazdas. Yeah. It's not the
0: rotary engine; they're long gone. Uh, all those problems are are long gone, and throughout their lineup, they've um, got a lot of accolades in the last few years.
1: Yep, it's it's not a shitbox. <laughs> Can I say that?
0: You just did, and I think okay. it's fine. Uh, top the most expensive car on the list this year is the Range Rover Velar, uh, seventy-four thousand eight hundred ninety-five dollars. And part of what I wrote is, embrace the craftsmanship and tell your friends and colleagues the Velar defines the worthy combination of luxury and ruggedness. With its forenzy red exterior and black lettering and light oyster interior, it's big, bold, and confident. I think it was a great car.
1: Oh, big and bold. That's a good word. Uh, you know, people know you're coming in that thing, and and it is something, right? You're yes. paying seventy-four grand, It looks like it yeah, it's a nice it's a rich looking car.
0: it's a rich looking car. Uh, you know, we've driven uh, remember years ago we went to the we went to the uh, that big plush party on the monterey Peninsula. oh yeah, and I've never really understood Land Rover or Range Rover in terms of um, sitting in the back seat there you feel every bump and so forth. and some of those cars I've been in, this one was a kind of a game changer for me in terms of. I think I like Range Rover now, and this is the reason why. If I was gonna spend seventy-five grand on that kind of vehicle, I might look at that.
1: Sure. And the off it's off-road capable too. It's not a that's right. It's not just a little dirty road car. It will go off-road. Right. Um,
0: the last we're in the V's now, alphabetical order. V is the Volkswagen Golf Sport Wagon. Uh, I wrote, it's thirty thousand five hundred dollars. I wrote while VW icons like the Beetle and Van are etched in lore, the Golf has its own place. It's unheralded, handsome, comfortable, reliable, and fun to drive. It's the best vehicle wagon available for the money. Love that car. We both really liked it. We drove around a lot, and it as it has, it fits a lot of carigo- categories for a lot of different people who drive cars for different reasons.
1: I'm not sure I remember that car. That, that's kind of like a Fit. Is that a yes. Hatchback? yes. Yes. Yes.
0: And it uh, it had, if I remember correctly, it had characteristics of a sports car. It had it was it's a wagon. Uh, it it uh, had good maneuverability. It it wasn't uh, over the top with technology, but it had enough that uh, they had good safety. Uh, and I don't know, there's something about driving a Volkswagen that, as we both know, that we've always liked. And this one kind of, I don't know, it, it was sporty, but it was practical. It was. Uh, uh, it had good, uh, maneuverability and yet it was functional. So it had a lot of, it was versatile, really versatile car.
1: Real practical. Yeah. Yeah. Like a Honda fit.
0: Like a Honda fit. Um, and finally, uh, last May, I think probably the most unusual car I've driven with the exception of a couple of Bentleys. I had a chance to drive, um, from Sacramento to Los Angeles, uh, uh, in a 2017 Honda Clarity fuel cell car, uh, all hydrogen. And the 2018 model wasn't available at the time, but the 2017 was. And you know, I, I got all the instructions and did it all properly, except that I didn't follow their instructions and I, I ran out of hydrogen. But that became part of the review of the car and, and the appreciation of the car, because if you buy the, or lease the Honda clarity fuel cell car it comes with uh, a guarantee that the tow truck company will come get you they'll deliver you to the closest place to buy your hydrogen and this car was a beautiful interior it was plush a lot of spaciousness and it runs on hydrogen which you know i stopped four or five times i learned the difference and how to operate that and how quickly it filled up with hydrogen you get to go in the hov lanes it's like a four minute refill right yes four minute refill it makes a kind of a whooshing sound uh there was a guy i think it was in santa barbara and it was nighttime and he saw me feeling he, he was in the same car behind me and he saw me about to fill up the car with hydrogen he said hey hey you want to borrow my glove and i said what for it's water and it, it isn't diesel. And he said, it's going to be cold. And he was right. That nozzle is really cold. And so I borrowed this guy's glove. We ended up doing a high five and having a chat. And he, he was an anesthesiologist driving from Long Beach to LA. And he just fell in love with the car. And there was another guy and he was a some other occupation, a salesman, and he loved the car. So we had this little camaraderie at the, at the Phillips station, um, which were located for, for now, at least at, at gas stations, but at the far end of the service station and it's a four minute deal and i just really appreciated that car and i don't think it's going to sell very well but i it won me over talk about
1: an infrastructure problem yes you know electricity is a pretty slow rollout for the electric cars this what is there like 35 stations now maybe 40 yes in california yes so soon to
0: be 60 but right now about 40 you're right wow could you imagine if there were
1: only 60 gas stations in california
0: no, I couldn't. What are there, 3,000, something like Probably. that? Probably. Yeah. Um, but I I, uh, I, don't think you had a chance to drive that car, but I talked about it enough uh, that I think you, maybe you got a, some idea what it was all about. But, um, you know, there are people who are uh, detractors and say hydrogen is not the way to go. There are people who are totally in favor of it. The engineer who I worked for uh, was obviously in favor of it. He helped uh, build the... the, the um, the hydrogen part of the vehicle, he was uh, one of the guys who was at the learning curve, the, one of the first guys. And, of course, he was in favor of it. Um, you know, it has zero emissions. It's about 40% more than gas right now. But one of the things that I thought would be beneficial to the public is there is no you got to stop for a half an hour minimum or four hours and and wait for the thing to be recharged. It's four minutes. It's like filling up your gas tank. It's just a matter of if you're going to go somewhere, if you're going to drive to LA and back, you have to make a concerted effort to have a map with you and pinpoint and, and, and pick your places. And that is something that the public probably doesn't want to do. No, but I thought I kind of liked it and I liked being in the HOV lane. I liked that experience. Uh, of being on interstate five where it
1: gets crunchy and you're just flying through there and it's kind of a nice thing it's totally transparent when you're driving the car right yes I mean, it's, it's like the electric one well it's not as fast it doesn't have the torque of an electric motor but no it just feels like a regular gas car feels like a
0: regular gas car and it's designated on the side you know with the uh hydrogen uh, designation sticker on it and you know to, to honda's credit they had um the Honda Peanut car, all those years ago, it, it, it preceded the Prius by a few months, but it was only out for a short period of time. Right. And they've done uh, other models through the years. They, they're very at the forefront of alternative fuel vehicles. But they always haven't marketed it very well. Sometimes you could only get the... Uh, it's still a
1: science experiment.
0: It's still a science experiment. They, it, the one time I drove it years ago on a, on a Honda uh, Function, it was the first year of the car that they actually included in the brochure of all other of cars in the lineup. They just had it at select dealerships. They didn't market it. They wanted the car to succeed, but Honda is a great company. But in these, in these instances, for some reason, they just didn't quite market and promote these vehicles to their credit at the forefront again but they haven't done the marketing and the pr so the public might understand it better
1: well i don't think they understand their own product that well until it gets out there to the public and see yes. it, see how it lasts remember we had the the uh engineer on he was from toyota was he yeah and he talked all about hydrogen and how they made it and how yes. it, how it got to the to the actual filling station yes those type of things and one of the problems was durability and yes. their target is 150,000 miles right. of, of each component right so to me that meant they're not there yet that's their target they're working on it so that's why it's only on a lease they don't want them falling apart or breaking or whatever yes. out there on the public so they're they're still working on them
0: and I'm, I'm glad you mentioned the lease because one of the incentives was a pretty spectacular incentive on that car is that they you know, you get the rebates that you get on other vehicles. So the car was, I forgot the price was at about 40000 but you get, you know, 7500 back from the feds. You got some back from the state and then they gave you $15,000 in, in hydrogen. Free hydrogen. Yeah. Free hydrogen, which they estimated as about three years. And so that's pretty hard not to consider if you're a person who is concerned about the environment and... You like the idea of, of, of um, helping as best you can, and um, I just think that there was very little downside of that car with the exception of you have to, you're going to drive to L.A., you have to stop at Harris Ranch from Sacramento. That's your first stop, and then maybe you get there's a new place in the Monterey Peninsula. There's some in Santa Barbara. Most of the locations for hydrogen are still in Southern California, and they're sporadic. In Northern California, if they follow through with what they su- they're supposed to, then it would be, you know, maybe by the end of 2019, there'll be 60 uh, hydrogen on the hydrogen highway, they're calling it. If, if you're a person who's considering this car and you can't figure out your way with 60 hydrogen stations, I think you're probably not doing the equation right, but um, it's not a gas station on every freeway exit, that's true, but I think that if you wanted to consider that car and there were 60 places, I think you probably you know, wouldn't have too much difficulty.
1: Well, I think it's just still it's restricted, low, low usage. Uh, in my, my world, uh, there's three in Sacramento stations, yes. I yes. believe, and there's one in Truckee yes. where I have a home. So I could go back and forth and, and drive around Sacramento, but still three stations in Sacramento? Yeah. I don't like to think about gas. I like to just, oh, there's a station. I'll get gas. Good point. I, I don't like planning my whole day out around a gas station.
0: No, I think uh, I I I understand your point, and I think it's you know obviously well stated. But I think also that maybe the counter to that is if you do have a place that you can go to. I think one's in West Sacramento that um, it's a four, it's a four minute it's a four minute deal. So maybe that's kind of the counterbalance to other possibilities of. Um, Fuel, fuel, alternative fuel vehicles. So you don't have to, if you find your spot, you don't have to wait too long. Uh, There's never going to, it's never going to be a Costco where you wait a half an hour to get gas, which is a whole nother topic, but, but your point's well made. You have to, you have to take more of a risk and think about where you're going to get gas. And, and you're right. We've got things on our mind. We've got places to be, and we're very important people. Um, But if you have to think about where you're going to get your, your fuel, fuel, that's a, um, a process that a lot of people don't want to deal with, and I understand that, of course.
1: Yeah, I want uh, Costco to start selling hydrogen, then maybe I'll get one.
0: There you go. Perfect. Maybe they will. Maybe they're at the forefront. They, they do a lot of things right at Costco, so maybe um, maybe they'll come around to that soon. Um, well, that's that's our list for 2018. Um, we're finishing up our 67th episode, I believe, of the Weekly Driver Podcast. want to encourage people to visit... My website, theweeklydriver.com. It's a the site's been redone in recent weeks. Um, there's an Amazon uh, functionality to the website now. If you want to buy anything on the on Amazon, it doesn't have to be automotive related. There's a full page of Amazon on it now. You can buy anything, and uh, uh, we do get a little bit of a. Um, affiliate program, we do get a little a little back from your purchase, 5%, which is just what you'd get if you bought it on Amazon. The prices are the same. So you can support our efforts by shopping on Amazon. And uh, again, we, we look forward to 2019. There's a lot on the horizon. We have a lot of things in the works for, for the podcast and for my website. So Bruce, it's been a really good year this year. Thanks for the the co-hosting. We had a really good 2018. We experienced a lot. So Thanks for all your help on the the production side and for co-hosting, and we did we covered a lot of bases this year.
1: We sure did. But I one last thing, yeah, though. please for, for 2017, you have the Bentley Benton Bentayga. There's number one of your top tens. Uh,
0: yeah, for 2017,
1: that's three hundred and four thousand dollar car.
0: Well, I can't wait. I, I I I've been in contact with Bentley, and I think sometime in January we're going to get to experience another Bentley or two. So I have plans for my. I have plans I haven't told anybody about, but I think with a few buddies we're going to go on a little road trip and have a nice meal somewhere, in uh, in one of the Bentleys. Um, I did have a chance to drive a Rolls Royce a few years ago, but the Bentley—I know that's that was your favorite vehicle. Oh yeah, it is. And you know, Bentley is just there's really no downside to Bentley. They're beautiful. They're over, It's over the top. It's you know well made. It's got a great history. They're they're just the real deal. And you got to spend a lot of money to buy one, but they're just fantastic. Um Bentleys are Bentleys and there's nothing like it.
1: Nope, I think you're right. Yep. So all, all, the only problem is the money.
0: Yeah, but you know, we we're both uh, you know, it's just lunch money for us, right?
1: Sure, sure, <laughs> sure. Just drop another 300
0: grand. Used to be you used to be able to buy a great house for 300 grand, but you can't do that anymore either, can you? Nope. So not in California anyway. Not in California, that's right. So um, anyway, Bruce, um, I guess that's a good time to wrap up our our show for today. We look forward to um, 2019 uh, at the LA Auto Show, I think, just to reiterate, there were two things that were out there that I think are going to be big topics uh, for the coming year. And that's, of course, autonomous driving is number one and where all that's going. uh, And those two electric vehicles that I saw, um, the Rivian, um, SUV and pickup truck, and also the Biton, which I think will be a great competitor for Tesla. We'll see. Both just stunningly beautiful, impressive vehicles, and I can't wait to see how those go from concept to to consumer cars. It's going to be great.
1: That new Jaguar's out too, isn't it? The new
0: Jaguar's out.
1: The F Pace electric.
0: Yes, that's that. You're right. I didn't have a chance to experience that, but you're right. That's part of the new the new uh, wave of uh, vehicles that. You know, I still think about it. It's the alternative fuel vehicles are still like, what, 1%? The Prius is the biggest selling alternative fuel lineup of any vehicle, and, you know, it sells 4%, something like that. Yep. And it's still very small percentages. Haven't quite figured out why. I think you made the point earlier that, you know, the people are creatures of habit. Drivers are creatures of habit, and to change— your driving habits really require something special. And I think most people, or many people, I should say, just stick to what they like and they stick to it for a long
1: time. Yeah, a lot of drivers are creatures.
0: (laughs) That's right. We all are creatures and creatures of habit for many of us. So thanks again, and we'll be back with you next week. The Weekly Driver Podcast gets support from AmericanMuscle.com, your late model Mustang and F-150 authority. Bringing you the hottest products and top notch customer service for over a decade. No one makes it easier to modify your ride. Visit AmericanMuscle.com today.